gentlemen, to the WAN show. We've got a significantly better Jasmine. streaming setup this week. Uh, I, can't, yeah. I can't promise it's going to be a great show, though. We just did three of these. And uh, this is, you know, this is the final pre-recorded WAN show for this session. And like, yeah, even I'm tired at this point. <laughs> I will say, I will say I have no major complaints anymore because I am home now. <laughs> so there's no way for me, nowhere for me to really go. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this whole uh, this whole quarantine thing is working out absolutely great for you. I am one hundred percent certain that you are <laughs> self quarantined only fifty percent out of concern for the virus. <laughs> the other fifty percent is definitely because you hated going out anywhere anyway. Yeah, I will say one thing. I'm actually quite sad because of the timing. Because I was really I I I used to do this thing called Sports Day, and on a certain day of the week myself and some friends would go to a field and just play random sports. And I was like really excited to get that going again. Um, You've never then, invited me to that. Are we not friends? No, that's a no. I have actually. Actually, you have. You have. I was never able to come. I had very young children at the time in my yeah. defense. In my defense. You might be able to now, but now we can't go outside. So. Yeah, I would be super jazzed to come to sports day now, but that doesn't <laughs> seem to be in the cards. <laughs> All I'm right. hoping that we can get like one in this summer. But anyways, we've topics. got a great show for you guys today. Intel's 10th gen mobile processors have been announced and they actually look like they might give AMD a run for their money. If by give them a run for their money, we're talking raw performance as opposed to um, efficiency, which is typically one of the ways that we do in fact measure the performance of a mobile processor. <clears throat> uh, in other news, Razer releases a new Blade 15 with a 300 hertz display. Ouch. Get it? Uh, 8,400 megahertz Get it? RAM DDR. 300 sorry. hertz. Ouch. Oh, you know, ouch I for everyone. One of those jokes in a while. But Razer and all the other people that are going to have 300 hertz displays. Mm. <laughs> uh, DDR5 mass production starts this year. That'll be interesting. Also, Samsung. That'll be interesting. Really, that's all, all the commentary you have on that. No, no, that's I it. want more. That's I want it. more. I know this is uh, the intro, but you got to give me more than that. We uh, we that's won't see it for a while, and its impact on Intel side probably won't be that high. All right, cool. Uh, all right, you can tell me about the Samsung thing now. <laughs> the Samsung thing? Yeah, uh, Samsung to cease all LCD production in 2020. Uh, Samsung Display decided to end all of its production of LCD panels in South Korea and China by the end of this year. They announced on Tuesday. Wow, that is kind of huge, actually. Yeah. Why is that kind marked of... rumor? Because our source is like Reuters which is generally not associated with rumor mongering. Okay, we're going to have to get a little bit of clarification on that one. Unfortunately, yeah. uh, all the all the writers are contributing kind of their top stories to the doc these days, and whoever contributed that one didn't mark it, so we're just going to have to make some wild guesses. I'm going to guess James, and I'm going to guess that it's time to roll that intro. <laughs> they can hear us, I think. I'm not sure if they can hear the intro. Wait, we did a test. Can they hear the intro? Music? Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Is it is it super loud or is it is it okay this week? It was, oh, no one's screaming yet. Okay, so. cool. Well, that's a good sign. And the show is brought to you today by Backblaze, Honey, and Private Internet Access. Woo! I didn't... 
see any of those come up on screen if uh, you did they no they they didn't because i didn't copy the uh, lower third versions of the sponsor uh pictures so they weren't there but i said them i said them verbally and i'm pretty sure they <laughs> still have to pay us if i do that nice so well, it should be fine I mean, that's the goal <laughs> that's right? the important part <laughs> mission accomplished <laughs> you know look it, the videos are just a distraction okay that's the shiny object i hold up the keys i'm jangling the keys <laughs> lttstore.com that's the real play <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh that video was so much fun to make actually that was a total blast guys you should have seen luke's other takes because <laughs> it's possible that they were worse <laughs> yeah i uh they probably were <laughs> yeah i actually don't know if they were i think that might have been the worst one i think they might have intentionally taken the the least believable take of that scene <laughs> and guys guys it was amazing. So I actually watched Riley coaching Luke. Like Riley was Luke's acting coach for that shot. And he's like, he's like, he's showing him how to do the cry, right? And it's like, he's like, okay, no, no, don't worry. You don't have to cry. You just, <laughs> can you do the cry for us, Luke? Can you cry I, a little bit? I could try, but I'm so bad as everyone has seen. And like, he wanted me to, crunch over as if i got like hit in the side and then just scrunch my face as much as possible that was my like guidance so i was supposed to just be like <laughs> and, that, and that, that was that was it <laughs> there was no like follow-up i wasn't supposed to make any noise i was nope. just <laughs> when he did the um because i told him i told him when we were reviewing the script i was like look riley um that's not i don't think that's gonna fly because he had a, he actually had a lot of um more acting heavy uh things written into the original script so colton was actually going to be the mastermind and i was just like a pawn in his game and he had like all these interactions oops sorry guys and he had all these interactions between me and colton like scripted out where he was gonna i was gonna be like oh i'm sorry i'm sorry for doing it wrong and colton was gonna like yell at me it's rog can't you get that through your idiot head like it like it, that, it, there was a whole different dynamic to it and i was like look here's the problem the acting skill that you have to work with here May not be up to the standards that you're accustomed to, Mr. Murdoch. And uh, he's like, no, no, this isn't that hard. And I'm like, no, no, it's hard. Anyway, so when we were on the iteration where, where I'm like the jerk, because I don't know what it is, but I, don't, I have a really easy time playing like a total jerk boss on camera. You know, it's like, it feels like I'm barely even acting, you know? I just... Um, you know, it's just all the things I want to say. I just let them out. <laughs> oh um, no, no, for real though. Like I, 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 I really enjoy playing the bad guy for whatever reason. I have way too much fun with it. And when I'm having fun, it's just, I, I just find it really easy. So we're on the iteration where I'm just like the jerk who knows absolutely nothing about computers rather than being like a, a victim in all of this. And um, he, he shows me the the dialogue for your interview. And I'm like... Luke can't act. He can't cry. You can't ask that of him. And he's like, no, no, don't worry. It's easy. All he has to do is. And I'm like, 
okay, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) That's how he sold me on it. The way he did it was so funny, though. That guy is so funny. Yes. He's hilarious. He's much, much funnier than I am. And uh, like, I I tried to even explain, Linus kept on just saying, like, I told you so, because I was trying to explain to Riley, like, I can't do this. (laughs) This is not my type of acting. I can act like upset or angry. Fairly yeah, well. you can handle anger pretty well. Yeah, like we've yeah. done some some skits and like some just cr- kind of goofy, cringy stuff like that where Luke has to act angry and he can do it. Like I he's kind of scary. He's <laughs> got like a hundred the... pounds on me. <laughs> <laughs> I the the like sad or interested when I'm not which is a bit of an issue when you're reviewing things and like a few other things I have troubles with. Yeah. 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 Anger though. Anger. Luke can act angry and I can act like a jerk. So like (laughs) whenever we, whenever we've done skits where like I'm supposed to be a jerk and he's supposed to be mad about it. It's like, people are like, wow, these guys can act. It's like, no, not really. Not really. The one dimensional. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Why don't we jump into our first topic for the day? Um, you know what? Let's go straight into Samsung um, to be yeah. ceasing all LCD production. So this is um, South Korean panel maker Samsung Display. This is from Reuters.com. Has decided to end all of its production of LCD displays in South Korea and China by the end of this year. So just to clarify, oh. uh, this is... Samsung Display, which like LG Display is not the same thing as Samsung Electronics Co. Limited, the company that you would buy your fancy Galaxy smartphone or even your Samsung branded consumer TV from. So Samsung Display makes panels that they then actually sell to the separate company, Samsung Electronics Co. Limited. So that's how you avoid um, a situation where Apple is suing Samsung over copying the iPhone or whatever, and then Apple also needs to buy display panels from Samsung. Those are two separate companies, actually. Um, and they will definitely continue to work together. One really important note here, too, is that they're ceasing the production of LCD. They're not ceasing the production of screens or panels. They're just ceasing the production of LCD screens and panels. They're they're moving to OLED and stuff like that. They're moving on. They're moving forward. So one thing that's a little bit confusing to me is I I can't um, like I it drives me crazy. But I think part of this is just like a like a branding thing. Because Samsung, can you turn your notifications down? Because Samsung is ceasing uh, the production of LCDs, but they are going to keep manufacturing. So the, the investment for the next five years will be focused on converting one of the South Korean LCD lines into a facility to mass produce more advanced quantum dot screens. Yeah, they're, I think they're, they're legitimately, I think part of this announcement is a, is a like marketing ploy. Because they're like, they're different. Yeah. They're but new. The thing is that... They're you, not the same. So so right now, Samsung's entire QLED lineup is based on LCD panels with a quantum dot layer that helps them be more efficient and have a wider color gamut and all those benefits that you get from quantum dots. Um, but Samsung has 
it seems, very intentionally branded their QLED displays very similarly to OLED and very separately from LCDs. So what's not clear to me right now, though, is when they say, and this is this is a quote from the article, when they say they were, they're going to produce more advanced quantum dot screens, what they're not saying is whether those are going to be quantum dot screens with LCDs as the, the foundational technology, or if those are going to be the upcoming, I've heard rumors of this, I actually haven't looked into it for a while, so I don't know how, how solid any of it is, but the upcoming OLED-based quantum dot displays. Because there's no actual reason that you couldn't use an OLED panel and quantum dot to work with each other. I just think no one has done it yet. Uh, don't quote me on any of that, though. I just I was like up late reading months ago and was looking into that. But um, so we just don't know what kind of quantum dot displays Samsung's going to be working on over there. Whatever they end up doing, they're far from ending display production. Oh, yeah. Um, if anything else, they're just like retooling their facility um, and moving forward. The big announcement here is really that they're investing $10.72 billion in their facilities and research uh, to convert their current LCD production facilities to more advanced quantum dot production facilities. Yep. Whatever that necessarily means in terms of what's driving it behind it is slightly up in the air right Wait, now. Wait, no, that is in our notes. Oh, good. Yeah, good. It wasn't in that article, but it must be one of the other ones. So the first iteration of these more advanced quantum dot screens, yay, will use OLED displays and quantum dot as a film. They're expected to the market in 20 2022. Woo. Cool. So we're good. Yeah. Um, so they currently run two LCD production lines at factories in South Korea and two LCD only factories in China. Last October, they suspended one of the LCD Korean lines. Um, they have not yet decided on the future operation of their factories in China. Uh, LG Display said earlier this year that they're going to halt domestic production of LCD TV panels by the end of 2020. So it looks like basically what's happened. Whoops. Sorry. Basically, what's happened is the Chinese LCD makers have come in and flooded the market with panels at lower prices, and it's no longer profitable to produce LCDs. The good news is that if you're Samsung and you're LG, you're used to playing this game. You're always trying to get one step out ahead of the curve. So that's why for the last three, four, five, ten years, you've been working on refining OLED, or you've been working on MicroLED. And so by the time LCD gets cheap and, you know, basically anyone can buy a gigantic TV for a few hundred dollars that's big enough to fill their living room, which is basically where we're at, they're going to have something that's newer and better and more compelling in some meaningful way that they can actually make a decent amount of margin on. Um, yeah. So I, I, for one, am super excited about micro LED getting to... Uh, a new level of affordability because the performance is already amazing. You haven't done a trade show with us in a while, but micro LED displays have gotten freaking nuts. And, you know, I think we're TV manufacturers are up against a lot of, um, a lot of bottlenecks right now. And by bottlenecks, I mean bottlenecks in the, in the ways that they can make the user experience more enjoyable. So for a long time, it was making your TV, uh, you know, possible to move around and making it take up less space in your living room, right? Back when we went from CRTs to, you know, plasmas or like the, the early LCDs. I mean, the early LCDs, they didn't have an image quality advantage over CRT, right? Yeah. And they were more expensive. They were just, they were slimmer. And that was cool. They weren't, they didn't weigh an obscene amount. They weren't like impossible to move. Yeah. You could mount them exactly. up on a wall. 
other cool stuff like that. So next up was the Resolution War. So we went from, you know, what, 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 what is it? Uh, uh, 12, 12, whatever by like 768 being an HD TV up to, you know, now you've got 4K and even 8K displays on the market. All right. Meanwhile, you've got the size war. Actually, the size war probably came before the resolution war. They were really pushing up sizes uh, with like rear projection and then with LCDs later once those got more affordable. Then we've got the resolution. Oh, yeah. Then we got the gimmicks in between, you know, your 3D, uh, stereoscopic 3D, which actually was a very cool experience on the first generation LG Signature because OLEDs, uh, OLED pixels are actually fast enough that you got really great separation. And I was actually kind of disappointed that the next generation Signature did away with 3D because I own a couple of pretty great 3D Blu-rays and they looked amazing. I was going to say, I, th I think most people haven't had, including myself, I believe you, that you had this experience, but I think most people haven't had a very positive like TV 3D experience. It's because it's LCD. It's not fast enough. It's not yeah. fast enough. You have to have that clear image separation and enough brightness. And in a dark room, that OLED, wow. I think Taryn has that at his house. So if you could convince him to let you come over for a movie night, not right now. Not right movie, now. <laughs> movie night ain't a thing. Um, but it, it is, it is I, I gave him the glasses too. He's got at least two pairs of glasses for it. So it, cool. it's worth it's worth trying. It's really good. Um, so anyway, you had your gimmicks in there, and then now we're up against a problem because you can't you can't make them any thinner, right? It's it's already at the point where you can literally yeah. mount a TV oh on God. your wall as wallpaper, okay? Yeah. If you if you're willing to spend the money for it, and even the ones that you can't put on as wallpaper are good enough. You've reached the point where more resolution is actually meaningless. Um, going from 4K to 8K, um, eh. And in fact, meanwhile, so the, the, the TV manufacturers are pushing up the resolution. Meanwhile, NVIDIA is sitting over there going like, oh, yeah, we can just use like AI upscaling to basically change, like um, increase the perceived sharpness of the image in a way that doesn't degrade it. And that tech is getting really good. So it's integrated into the new uh, Shield TV. Jake's working on a review right now, and it'll take 1080p cool. content and upscale it to 4K. It's like, it's looking, it's looking pretty fine, pretty tight. Um, cool. So, okay, that's totally pointless. And then the size of the displays themselves has gotten to the point where you can, like, the, I'm not going to say the average family, but I'm going to say the, like, American dream family, okay? So you got your minivan, you got your suburban house. Um, you, you know what I'm talking about, right? They can afford a 65 to 77-inch TV, assuming that they're not buying a new one every year. You know what I mean? Like, if you're... Upgrading your TV on a reasonable cycle, like every five years or something like that, you can, any, anyone, you know, like the, a family can own a gigantic TV, like the kind people used to assume that you had to be a millionaire to own. It's, it's, that's not the case anymore. And it's to the point where you can't even transport them. There's like, I think, I think there's like 65, if you find the right Chinese panel, you can get like 65 inch TVs. This might be in U.S. dollars, to be clear, uh, but for like 300 350 bucks. Exactly. That's what. That's and what the I'm three hundred dollar, which is probably a little higher now, so probably close to three fifty, three ninety nine, is like the target big electronic purchase price. It's like your Xbox, your PlayStation, your Switch, your exactly. TV. They're all at around that price because that's uh, more digestible for that target you were just talking that's about. That's the disposable. That's the like this disposable income magic number. That's why the Switch. Yeah, like yeah, every game console basically. Like that's what you know early discmans cost. 
you know, mini disc players. Like that's the price point everyone's going for, for a reason. Um, but they're at the point yeah. now where you can't really, okay, we can, HDR can get better. HDR can keep getting better, but to a lot of people, that's not going to be as meaningful of an improvement. And now that you can get a 4k 120 Hertz TV, like you finally bought a TV after all these years. Yes. Which one yeah. did you go with? Did you go with the B or the C series? The, the one you recommended. Okay. I, I think, think I it recommended was a B. the B. Yeah. The, the, uh, it's like basically it's the amazing. same quality. And I got it at the perfect time because now we're my whole, my roommate, my girlfriend and I are all quarantined in the house and now we have this sweet TV. So it, it's actually worked out really well. Have you gamed on it yet? Uh, not much, but a little bit. Yes. So and it's, at, it's nice. We're at the point now where you can get a 4k 120 Hertz OLED panel for like, you know, pretty affordable and it's got great HDR. So, so, so basically in order to improve things, you kind of got to go big again. Like, I think that you could convince you to upgrade if you could have like your whole wall covered in TV for like the same price as what you paid now. Hold on though. Hold on. We're talking Not with, now. we're talking with perfect black levels, right? Cause that's what micro led offers. It's perfect black, just like OLED. So what you could effectively do is like cover your wall with these panels and then you could have like a configurable TV. So you could have it be like super ultra panoramic for movies. You could have it be like huge for just like, you know, video chatting. You could have a, a like live wall. Yeah. A live that wall. That could be like one of those, uh, you, you know, the, like the, the TV itself has this, but the Chromecast version is way better when it like play, it puts random pictures on the screen. Exactly. If you had a live wall yes. that was kind of like that and you could have like a moving, I, I know it said moving picture, but you know what I mean? Moving, like, move, like a still pictures. camera long-term shot of like the hills of Switzerland or some oh, yeah. craziness like that. That's that coming. would be amazing. That's coming. Yeah. And yeah. I bet not far behind it is going to be like the built-in eye tracking technology so that as you walk past it, like it's like a window and cool stuff like that. It's absolutely coming. And I think that's really where they have to go to incentivize anyone who's buying a TV today to upgrade because I'm at the point now where the one in my living room, which is basically identical to yours, is like end game. I, I don't desire it. feels like it. I don't it feels desire like anything it. else. Me neither. It's fine. One of the this is this is small, but I I haven't owned a TV. Uh, I this is the first first TV that I have ever purchased. I traded for one. I gave someone some RAM and a CPU cooler. Yeah. And I got a TV. So this is the first TV I've ever purchased. Um, and we plugged the switch into the TV because my girlfriend wanted to play Animal Crossing on the TV, and she grabbed the remote and pressed the voice control button, and said, uh, like open Nintendo switch or something. And I was like, Oh, that's not going to work. You have to tell it like what input to go through. And the TV was just like opening Nintendo switch and just worked immediately. I was like, what? <laughs> Stuff's pretty that's good crazy. these days, man. It's I think it, good. that kind of stuff is pretty cool. Yeah. All right, let's move on to our next topic. Um, so yeah, they're seizing LCD production, but it's not a big deal because they're still going to make displays. They're just going to be ones that they can actually make margin on and that, push push things forward and micro led is where i'm really excited the good news is they've got you know five years to eight years while all the people that are still rocking you know early generation lcds get through their upgrade cycle um but i don't i think at the enthusiast level there's not going to be much to incentivize people past what we have now all right let's talk about the 10th gen mobile processor shall we yes this was posted by william cll on the forum 
and we've basically got graphs of how much better the new generation is compared to a three-year-old processor, the i7-7820HK in games. Now, the notes say that there are graphs. Um, so hopefully I will find them. Is that what this is? Did Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Oh, uh, I guess, oh boy, do I have, oh, and you're dead. Uh, Luke, are you still there? You don't see, you don't see the, the screen? Oh, oh, hey, look at that. Yes, I do. Can you uh, shovel of it a little bit to the right? Is there a way for you to do that? Uh, you know what? No, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Good. No, no, don't, don't worry about it. It's good enough. All right, cool. So you want to scroll us down to those performance graphs there? Yeah. Hey, there they are. Look at that. Okay. So Intel estimates that the gaming advantage compared to a three-year-old laptop. Now, wait a second. Are they factoring in that this new laptop is going to have a better GPU in it? <laughs> Where's the... Wait, what is the three-year-old laptop they're comparing against? Now, just a, just a, just a gosh darn <laughs> moment here. Okay, usually Intel is pretty good about having like the configuration of the systems that they're using um, listed somewhere at the bottom of these claims, you know, with all the little asterisks and stuff. But I don't see it, yeah. I don't see anything. Oh, wait, maybe on the 10th gen core mobile processors slide. Uh, no, I don't see the specs here. All right, well, at any rate, um, there's the lineup. So at the top end, you've got the 10980HK. That is an overclockable chip, although good freaking luck. Uh, that's base clock 2.4, max single core turbo of 5.3. That is pretty nuts. Then you've got the i7-10875H. Oh yeah, that is an eight core 16 thread processor. This next one down is also 45 watts. Um, also, uh, eight core, 16 thread, and it turbos up to 5.1 with a base clock of 2.3. Moving right on down, we've got a couple of six cores. I think that 10850H, uh, could be a really interesting one. So that's six cores, 45 watts, 5.1 maximum single core turbo. That one's pretty interesting to me. That 2.7 gigahertz all core boost, or all core, uh, yeah, base, or that 2.7 base is pretty nice. And then you move down into, we've got another six core. That's also an i7. And then the i5s are both quad core, eight thread. But these are all 45 watt TDP processors, which basically tells us right out of the gate that the compete level with AMD's um, fourth gen Ryzen mobile is just, it's good. this is gonna be tough. This is gonna be an uphill battle. And yeah, they've got fancy slides in here talking about up to 54% more FPS uh, versus a three-year-old PC. But like, if you are conveniently leaving out and conveniently comparing to a three-year-old PC versus a two-year-old one, because the two-year-old one would be equipped with a very similar graphics card, like you're, if you're ignoring the graphics card upgrades that have taken place over the last couple of years, you are really reaching. So a question I have for you. Yes, is in the in the time of this COVID stuff, and there's there's stuff going around that this might last a couple or a few more months, or who yeah. knows. Um, laptop purchase and investment. What do you think? Huh? Because when I saw this, I'm like, okay, so they're they're launching a new mobile processor, but I wonder what the what the market for mobile stuff is going to be. I could kind of see arguments potentially for both. 
a higher interest in buying something mobile and a lower interest in buying something mobile. You now have more people with the prospect of potentially working from home. Uh, you can get kind of nicer experiences for working from home out of a desktop. That being said, if you need to invest in a computer, investing in a computer that you can take back to work or back to school or whatever else, when those organizations open up again, might be kind of the play. Let's get I, into I really... that topic in a minute because I just checked the notes. And yes, in fact, um, the comparable uh, system that they're comparing against, uh, the three-year-old laptop has a GTX 1080 and the new one has an RTX 2080. <laughs> and the source for that information is uh, Alex, one Alex Clark from um, Linus Tech Tips. It's a YouTube channel you might have heard of <laughs> um, on a conference call with Intel about these processors. So that seems like a pretty good, pretty good source. Well, that's pretty silly data then. Ouch. Um, so he's got some speculation in here. Will these be able to beat the new Ryzen 9? He says, this is a guess in all caps, probably in performance. He's probably right, but it'll take a huge laptop with much more cooling. And this is also a guess, but probably a correct guess. So there's loads of new premium laptops coming out with these. Um, so we'll be interested to see if... Uh, if uh, if they if they hold up, you can expect reviews for sure. All right, let's change gears and let's talk about whether now is the right time to buy a laptop or a desktop after this message from our sponsors. Backblaze, oh, yeah, I got him. Got beautiful. Em. More at eleven. <laughs> uh, Backblaze is an unlimited cloud backup for Macs and PCs for just six dollars a month. They've got over thirty-five billion files restored. Uh, you can back up docs, music, photos, uh, videos, drawings, projects, all the data. Basically, that's what it says. That is in my talking points. All the data. Uh, you can restore files from anywhere. Download them directly on the web, or you can restore by mail. So if you do it by mail, they will actually overnight FedEx you a hard drive full of your data. You can offload everything, send it back to them, and they will refund you for the drive. Cool stuff, right? No wonky cost structure. And I believe this was, I thought this was Backblaze. Um, one second. I thought I saw news about this. Yes, March 23rd, 2020, uh, Backblaze reached one exabyte of data. Nerds. <clears throat> Nerds. Uh, so for a fully featured 15-day free trial, go to backblaze.com slash WAN. It's not that I'm salty because I have I have not as much. It's not a measuring contest, okay? It's just that they're nerds. Um, so go play with it and start protecting yourself from potential bad times. The show is also brought to you by Honey. Why don't you have Honey yet? Look, I'm ignoring my talking points. This is very straightforward. You install the Honey browser extension in your web browser and then you shop like you would normally shop, and then it just pops up and it's like, hey, you missed this coupon code. I saved you some money. That's it. It's free. Honey makes money from the retailers, not from you. That's where they get their commission. It is free to use. It installs in just two clicks, and it saves you money. That's, that's the pitch. So go to joinhoney.com slash Linus. Going to get that linked right there. And join Honey. Just join it. Just be one with the honey. It's sweet. Get it? <laughs> you got it. The show is also brought... What's oh, that? No, no. I was going to say, my biggest thing with honey is whether it saves you money or not, and it saved me money a number of times, but it's the peace of mind of knowing that I've, I've done the work. 
You got the best. Because I, I was legitimately one of those people that would hunt down coupon codes online before. Me too. And now I just press the button and it tries them all. And if they all fail, I'm like, well, I tried. <laughs> I really <laughs> I like the uh, I really like the price history feature on Amazon in particular. So knowing if even if I'm getting the best deal now, knowing if it's actually a good deal, it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, the show is also brought to you by Private Internet Access. What's in your online security toolkit? Not PIA? Well, then get PIA. Adding a VPN lets you mask your IP, and it encrypts traffic to and from your devices. PIA has reliable service with over 3,300 servers in 30 countries, and they now feature WireGuard, which is in a beta state, but they've got WireGuard now. Uh, there's no bandwidth caps, and you can configure your encryption, and you can set up your internet kill switch, so it's not going to allow any data through if your VPN becomes disconnected for whatever reason. So just get it. When combined with private browsing, it can even make websites think you're in a different country. It's risk-free to try with their 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can connect up to five devices at once with clients for Windows, macOS, Android, iOS, and Linux. So think about it. No matter how diverse your, your group of, you know, tech nerd friends is, you could all install PIA. And I'm not going to say that you could do it, all of you, on one device each with one account. But you could. What? I love that PIA just like doesn't even look at the spots that we do for them. I'm sure they'd get <laughs> mad about that one, but whatever. The point is, get PIA. It's, it's, it's affordable. LMG.gg slash PIA when. All right. Now, I really want to talk about that thing that you were going to talk about. Uh, desktop or laptop because of yes. the COVID thing. I want you to go first, though. Hit me. I I kind of always vote this way. You're biased. I think, yeah. You're biased. I am. Yep. Okay, try to be I unbiased. Like try again. I'm I'm pretty into desktops. I think now would be the time to go in for a desktop. You think so? Yeah. You know what? Oh man, it's tough. Okay. You're stuck so, at home. If you've if you've never yeah. built a computer before, you you probably have time for projects. Whether or not you're able to fit in building a computer in that project, I don't know. But you probably have time for projects. You could dive into building a computer now. There's a bunch of nerds also stuck at home. And probably help you. if you have a phone you would be able to show a uh, uh, like video of you could do a video call with someone and show like most people are for work and stuff yep. these days uh, and show them exactly what's going on and get it fixed. No problem. I'm sure, there's going to be no issue there. And then you'll have the premium experience during the duration of the quarantine. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. I think that's fair. You're leaning a little bit to your right there. Sorry. There, there we go. go. Yep. That's a little better. Thanks, Luke. <laughs> but then I can also fully understand the argument of like. I need to get a computer for the home, but I won't really use it in my home once quarantine stuff is over. Uh, and having one that you could take with you to your work or to your school or wherever you need to go. Um, so that's yeah. why I'm torn because on the one hand, it is a great time to build a desktop. So we did a we did a machine on live stream earlier today. Actually, I built a machine that. Yeah. Let me just check the the specs of it. But it was like eight hundred bucks. $800, um, they accidentally, the RGB one was actually not included in the $800. Oops. Um, so that was my bad, but hold on. Let me just have a look here. Uh, either way, that's a, a few a few bucks adder and you don't have to buy that one if you don't want. So Ryzen 5 3600X, that is a six core processor with great performance. That is basically as high as you need to go to play any game on the market with any graphics card. I mean, you can go higher if you want and then you can you know video encode for days or whatever but that is a great chip. 
decent ASRock B450 board that supports everything you need as long as you're not trying to run SLI or like you know fancy 10 gigabit per second front panel USB or anything like that. It's got it's got everything you really need. Uh, it's got uh, 16 gigs of RAM. I think we put two sticks of these 8 gig uh, DDR4 3200s in there. 512 gig uh, M.2 SSD, the RTX 2060 KO. So that's the cool one that's using the same GPU as the 2070. And so has a bit better performance in compute applications. Decent case, 500 watt, 80 plus gold EVGA power supply. That is a good system for $800. Yeah. You could throw and a like, cheap monitor, keyboard, and mouse, and you are ready to go for under a grand. So that's fantastic because the reality of it is, I don't know what it is, but somehow laptops just seem to slow down over time, don't they? And oh, there's yeah. nothing scientific that I can find to back up, to, to back it up. But like they just they were fast and then they feel slow. I don't I don't get it. And they just they seem to die faster. Like that's been my experience with they them in general. They definitely die faster. Yeah. I mean, my girlfriend is still using my old 2600K GTX 780 setup. Oh, there's no way you're running a laptop from that era and having a good no. experience. No. And it's and her experience is totally fine. Okay. But let me give you the counterpoint to that argument. Okay, let me just see. I need to check pricing on this one real quick here. We also did a video this week on the Zephyrus G14. Uh, let me just see if that one is uh, is up yet. Ryzen 7 second gen. Yeah, no, it looks like uh, it looks like that particular model is not up on Newegg yet, unfortunately. Um, but that's a laptop with a solid, solid graphics card in it. Basically, desktop level gaming performance out of the CPU. Um, laptops have also come a long way in terms. So here, hold on. So RTX 2060, it's got um, uh, the Ryzen 9 4900HS, which is just an unbelievable chip. Eight cores, 16 threads. It turbos up to 4.3 gigahertz, which on AMD's architecture is awesome. 512 gigs of storage, 14-inch display. Uh, you can get a high refresh rate one, so you can get a 120 hertz display. Um, for what is more money, yes, that is a great experience. And if you hooked it up to an external monitor and you're willing to live that dongle life when you, when you sit with it at your desk, there is so much high-speed I.O. on a laptop these days that you can do basically whatever you want to do. I streamed WAN show last week. It wasn't pleasant because I didn't have the ergonomics sorted out, but I streamed <laughs> WAN show last week with multiple sources off of an Ultrabook. Yep. And that was one that was only a six core, and it was an Intel one that's not as powerful as this new Ryzen processor, which is an eight core. And it, you can get in like a slim laptop. There's something to be said for being able to take the performance with you. Yes, it's less on the go and be able to use the same machine both at work and at home. Absolutely, and in terms of dongle expansion, you could even just go with one of the like Amazon Basics desktop USB 3 extension, uh, not extension, uh, expansion? I don't know, but it like powers itself through the wall, so it's able to deliver full power to all the USB ports. It's, yep. it's actually really nice and it's like 30 bucks or something. Um, and then you don't actually really have to deal with all these short kind of dangly annoying dongles because you can place that wherever you want and i i just yeah sorry go ahead i i i think yeah if you have a very strong argument for the mobility of the computer down the line when we're out of quarantine that's its own thing 
I just think right now is especially a strong argument for building a desktop. I, I, I don't think you're wrong. I mean, the desktop is going to be more upgradable in the long term. It's just that we also happen to be going through a big leap forward in performance for yeah. notebooks at this very moment right now. So it's just it's a good time it's a good time to get a computer, you know? You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Um all right. There's... Join all those crazy amount of people that have started playing uh computer games. The the stats out of like Steam and Twitch and all this kind of stuff is crazy over the last few weeks. Right I, hey, even I got a streaming setup. I want to stream yeah. some Anno this weekend. I've oh, got there like you go. the I've got oh. like the key lights and everything. Like you you can't see it. I, I look pretty crappy on your feed just because I'm I've got a webcam at about 10 FPS. I'm moving my head back and forth, and Luke's feed looks hilariously bad. But uh, I've got a DSLR that I'm using for the WAN show. It actually looks, in my opinion, quite quite crisp. Quite yeah, I, nice. I can see it on I, – I have uh, the Twitch and Floatplane and YouTube streams ah, all Because I'm on my desktop at home. Desktop, it wouldn't matter because you could plug monitors into a laptop, whatever. Yes. Don't worry about it. But, but I have lots of monitor space, so I can just put everything everywhere. And you know what? That's another thing too is like uh, laptop IO has come a long way. I talk a lot about how great Thunderbolt is, but you don't even need Thunderbolt. Like a USB 10 gigabit per second, 10 gigabit per second. That is a lot of data. You could have a couple of capture cards running off of a single one of those ports. No problem at all. So yeah, something to be said yeah. both ways. Yep. Uh, on the subject of laptops, um, this was uh, one of Colin's suggestions for topics today. Razer released a new Blade 15 with a 300 hertz display. So that's 300 Kinda hertz nuts. full HD, or you can get an OLED 4K touchscreen if you prefer that. Uh, it's got HDR 400 certification on the OLED panel. Man, HDR and laptops. We needed OLED to come for that to happen just because you can't do it on an LCD without full array local dimming, and you'd have a laptop that's like this thick. Um, I don't want to be I don't want to be boring, but all of this is like, I don't know, 300 hertz on a laptop or 4K on a laptop are both things are that I just, would. Are you just salty because you don't have it? They're both things I would uh, not definitely not for? invest my money in. <laughs> you know? Okay. 4K on a laptop. I'm with you 100%. Makes no sense. 1440p should have been the laptop resolution five years ago, and it should still be the laptop resolution today. There is no reason to be pushing those extra pixels on a 14-inch, 15-inch device. It makes no sense. Um, yeah. As for 300 hertz, why not? I'm not. It's not the worst thing. I just don't want to spend my money on it. So I was surprised when we did the test with uh, Corey Shroud and um, where's my name? Uh, and with Grimm's. Um, I was surprised because I always thought going from 60 to 120 was night and day. And then past there, it was kind of like point of diminishing returns. But the amount of improvement that we saw once we were measuring it empirically from those guys, even going up to 240 hertz was noticeable. So I would be interested to see, do they actually get another, maybe it's just 10%. Maybe it's just 8% better. But when you're talking competitive gaming, I would take 8% any day of the week. I just I would take yeah. anything I can get because I suck, but that's a whole conversation. <laughs> Me too. Oh, shut competitive up. Shut up now. No. Oh, dude, no, I'm I refuse terrible. to talk. I'm, we're no longer on speaking terms, so this I'm is going to be a really awkward rest of the WAN show. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I just... 
like how you're, you're talking really high-end competitive gaming. I don't know how much of that happens on a laptop. I'm sure some does. I know people that have been super, super into gaming that played on a laptop, but like that being their <laughs> their main system seems like maybe a little bit of a stretch to me personally. But I don't know. It's cool to have those uh, options for people, I guess. It's just very notably not for me. If I want to really try hard at a game, I'll sit down at a desktop. You're really showing off your uh, your Corona beard here. I never told Luke that I wouldn't talk to you guys, so I'm going to talk on the show, just not to him. I've got another great topic to tell you guys about here. So 8400 megahertz RAM is now coming. DDR5 mass production starts this year. So we began the transition from DDR3 to DDR4 six years ago. Wrap your brain around that. Six years ago, the transition began. And now memory suppliers are finally laying the groundwork for the leap from DDR4 to DDR5. Now, DDR4 has gotten better. It's gotten faster. The latencies have gotten better. That It has definitely been refined in that time. But uh, we have not had a generational leap forward in quite some time, ladies and gentlemen. So this makes so much sense. I Jaden asked me. So Sorry, I'm guys, can you hear something right why. now? <laughs> I'm this not going like, to go into why. But Jaden asked me for... A graphics card and some RAM, and I, I was able to hook him up. And I asked him, like, do you need DDR3 or DDR4? And he kind of paused for a second, as in, like, what do you even mean? And then was like, DDR4? And I was like, well, I don't know. But, yeah, I guess no one really needs that. SK Hynix is claiming that DDR5 will ultimately offer twice the bandwidth currently available with DDR4 modules. Uh, so the current DDR4 modules top out well the jdex certified ones top out at 3200 megahertz although you can definitely get ones that go faster uh, so there will be a 50 percent boost in bandwidth meaning that ddr5 4800 should be commonplace but speeds will ramp up from there and they claim they'll reach up to ddr5 8400 megahertz in the future uh the modules will operate i uh, will operate at just 1.1 volt versus 1.2 volts there will be on die error correction for more reliable technology node scaling by correcting single bit errors internally that's pretty sweet 32-bank structure, an upgrade from DDR4, 16-bank per four-bank groups. Um, I wonder if that's just for error-correcting memory or if that's for everything. Burst length of 16 versus 8 for DDR4. Same thing that DDR5 will offer a wide range of density based on 16 gigabit and even 24 gigabit monolithic dies in order to meet the needs of cloud service customers. Really? 24 gigabit dies? Huh. That's a, the first time I think I've seen like an oddball, uh, an oddball die size like that. Mass production will begin later this year. Cool. Sorry, can you guys hear something? That was weird. <laughs> I'm over. I it. really thought you were going to bite it. on the. I'm over it. I'm back. I'm back. I, for, I forgive you for claiming to be bad at gaming. He is so much better than me. That to hear yeah. him say that he's bad is basically a direct insult to me because it means this, that I must be gutter trash. But this yeah. whole debate isn't fair either because you just never play games. So once you play a game long enough, no. you're really good at it. No, no, I yes. wouldn't be. I wouldn't We've be, proven this a number of times. My raw skills are just not enough. Not enough to compete, I'm afraid. Mind you, I'm Wait, pretty we, sure. We played, 
three matches of PUBG when he had never touched the game ever before, and we won two out of our first three. Yeah, but the I, I didn't do anything. We were playing with Yes, Joe. you did. I didn't do much. I don't remember what the names of the guns are in that game because I haven't played for in forever, but he had one of the lower damage snipers, and he would always tag people before engages at least once or twice and then we we're able to just clean them up that's super valuable you just didn't get the killing blows yeah i didn't i don't think i got any kills so yeah there's that <laughs> it's fine it's a support role support role yeah that's another way of saying that i'm not good enough to play in the front line um <laughs> i'm definitely better than you at beat saber though so i'm uh yeah. i'm ta- i'm taking that to the bank i i've yeah. been i've been playing so much i've like gotten a lot better too I, I don't think I'd ever be able to properly compete with you because I don't have the that type of wrist movement is not exactly my forte. I was showing Yvonne. Uh, yeah, you're more into. Uh, uh, sorry, I was showing Yvonne like <laughs> how I move my wrists for Beat Saber. I was like, yeah, it's gotta be. You're showing Yvonne how you move your wrists. Oh yeah, you gotta pronate, right? <laughs> you gotta pronate, and instead yeah. of kind of slicing like this, you know, instead of being like this, you gotta slice through like this. And she was like oh and then we actually got from there into working on her badminton swing because i was like yeah it should be just like your badminton swing and she's like yeah i'm swinging just like my badminton swing i'm like oh well then your badminton swing's wrong we got to fix that unfortunately we can't go anywhere and play because all the gyms are closed so that that blows but i'm i'm looking forward to getting back into it my my weird little ball thing has shipped now to like hit against the wall and practice what's the ETA. Uh, there is no ETA. It's shipped via like economy because I wasn't willing to pay $12 or whatever. Okay. All right. Let's talk about this is kind of a big topic. Uh, Cloudflare is now offering filtering for pornography and yeah. malware. So uh, this was posted by TetraSky on the forum. And if you're not familiar, Cloudflare has uh, their 1.DNS, so 1.1.1.1. And they are launching a new product, which is 1.1.1.1 for families, offering all the good stuff about 1.1.1.1, which is um, faster DNS queries, Um, but now with filtering for malware and adult content. So if you use 1.1.1.2, that'll block malware that they're aware of. I mean, obviously, it won't catch everything. And if you do 1.1.1.3, it will block malware and adult content. Should we try it live on stream? No. <laughs> really? You don't want to? No Part of chance. you is tempted. You're tempted. You're a little tempted. I mean, I'm very interested. I'm I'm honestly more interested because I don't really care about the other one. I'm more interested in uh, the malware, how they decide something's malware. Yep. Um, I'm interested because... in how they decide what adult content is because is it uh, just pornography? Like, are we are we opening up the Pandora's box of internet um, filtration? Reddit here? banned? I doubt it. I'm sure Reddit is permitted. I doubt it too. But like, is, is Tumblr banned? Probably not anymore because I guess they did away with that. So um, here's how it works: In the coming months, they'll be launching options to create whitelists and blacklists of certain sites, and you'll be able to set the times of day when categories such as social media are blocked, and you'll be able to get reports on your household's internet usage. So this is intended to be something that, much like um, there was a, a product from uh, ah shoot, I think it was the Bitdefender box. Yeah, there was a product from Bitdefender that. Um, I showed that you can basically install as your router or in between your router 
um, and your and your broader internet connection that would do this kind of filtration and reporting. Um, but this is pretty much just being able to do it through your router's DNS settings, which is very, very interesting. It uses the same site categorization and filtering technology that powers Cloudflare's gateway product. And I'm not that familiar with it. Are you? No. Okay, well, that's unfortunate. I mean, look, they have a lot of different stuff. <laughs> Uh, As a parent, man, I could see myself using this. Like, just yeah, kids are always going to be able to get through stuff, but making it a little more difficult, like making it a little less convenient, um, not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, I don't know what gateway is. I mean, I could see putting the, uh, I could see just using the malware blocker at the office. Like, you never know if someone's going to just derp and like accidentally infect the whole place. Yeah, that, that could be helpful for some things. Um, someone in Twitch chat said a, a apparently the filter, as with other filters, other similar filters in the past, it has issues with LGBT content. Yep. Inappropriately flagging it. So that's interesting, something to maybe pay attention to. I don't know. It's, it's uh, when it's not manually done, it's interesting what it's going to catch yep. and what it's not going to catch. Powered by lava lamps or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what happens that's when we trust the lava cool. lamps? It is very cool. You know, we the put la the lava, lava lamps lamp in charge. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right, we got a if couple more. If the lava more... lamps oh. were deciding, I'd, I'd, I'm in. I'm done. All right, no do you want to fire up ltdstore.com? Because we got a pretty pretty cool update. Uh, just go ahead and screen share that. So guys, you can join the folding team now with your shirt. Woo! There it is. We've got a folding shirt. So the profits from this one, um, not the proceeds. So we do need to cover the actual cost of the shirts and printing and all that. But the profits from these are going to go directly to folding at home efforts. Uh, we're not 100% sure what form they're going to take yet. Um, it's possible that we will be keeping our folding farm, our folding farm, excuse me, our, um, sorry, COVID efforts. Ugh. Okay, they're going towards COVID efforts. So it's possible that we're going to keep our 3D printing uh, face shield farm running and actually hire uh, one of Colin's maker buddies to run that. So we could uh, we could cover some of the costs of running that, whether it's filament or a salary for someone to keep that running for as long as Operation Shields Up needs more face shields. Uh, we might end up donating it directly, whether it's to COVID or folding at home research. But basically the commitment from our side is all the profits from the shirts are going to fund efforts around COVID-19 research and relief in Canada. And this is pretty cool. Uh, oh, each dollar cool. raised will be matched towards folding at home directly by Intel up to a maximum of 40,000 US dollars. That's awesome. Thank you, Intel. Yeah. So guys, uh, this item is sold as a pre-order. All the shirts will be printed and shipped within three weeks. Um, orders including this shirt, by the way, if you order other stuff with it, will not be shipped until the shirt is printed so that we don't get billed for shipping twice. Um, but yeah, this is just a cool way to rep folding at home, um, rep the LTT folding team. Oh yeah, I didn't show you guys this, but the back. Which side is it on? Uh, must be, yeah, this side. There it is. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, there it is. Uh, I didn't see anything. Yeah, there's a QR, there's a QR oh. code on the back. Um, cool. so if you scan it, it will actually take you to extreme overclocking to the, uh, Linus tech tips team stats page. That's pretty cool. 
just like you know little little nerdy things right yeah no i like that that's cool I just actually want to have a look at our stats. Guys, if you haven't joined the Linus Tech Tips folding team yet, come on, guys. Get get on this because we are currently absolutely crushing it. So in the last, our 24-hour average is 4 billion points, which is over 1.5 billion more than the default non-configured team. Um Let's see. And then after that, it falls off pretty sharply with everyone else under a billion. So, yeah, we're kind of we're kind of crushing it. So keep it up, guys. We've got over 50,000 active folders right now and we're looking to we're looking to move up the ranks here. It would be nice to move up the ranks. So let's let's do it. Oh, yes, yes, very funny. Okay, yes, we do also have another merch item that is that is very hot, very fresh, you know, very very funny, very funny joke. Uh, hashtag lie nuss. Uh, That's Nick, amazing. Nick insisted that we do just like a simple black shirt with white text, you know, like a spread yeah. the word type of thing. If you guys, this will be a limited, this will be a limited run shirt. We're never going to bring this back again for sure. No. Um, it's like one of those, haha, very funny joke. I remember that. I got the shirt, um, but this is not the kind of thing that we're going to have around forever. Although, if. If ugh, oh, it pains me to say this, if LTX goes ahead this year, I suspect that showing up in one of those would be pretty much the cool kids move. I was literally thinking like the probably one of the better ways to troll you would be wearing one of those and like getting a picture or something. Yes, yeah, very funny. Yes, thank you. Getting you to sign it as a, as a signature of authenticity. Yeah, hashtag lie nuss. Uh, there's other good store news. Um, the uh, stealth hoodies that we paid $12 shipped per per unit, uh, those are in stock now. And we have not altered the pricing, so we're just absorbing that $12. Um, so guys, get it. Stealth hoodie, the classic, uh, $59.99 USD. All right, that's, that's it for all that stuff. And uh, actually, I don't know if I have anything... Uh, I don't know if I have anything else in here that's like worth talking about. YouTube is reportedly working on shorts to compete with TikTok. I mean, if it's anywhere near as bad as their stories feature, then I doubt it'll compete that much. But the stories gets a lot of views. I can tell you a lot of people look at them. They just need to they just need to improve the app a little bit because it's real it's real clunky. Yeah. Um I think one of YouTube's issues is gonna be notifications and delivery, just like it is with stories to a certain degree. Um, with everything that they've tried to do other than just kind of like VOD, it feels, it, it has the, like, this site wasn't made for this yeah. feel. Um, and like, where do you put it? I have what no category idea. does it even go under? Um, how do you make people care when, when someone shows up to the homepage, how do you decide like, Oh yeah, this person definitely wanted to see a, a short instead of a, a proper normal, YouTube video, they'd almost need like, like I wonder if to a certain, at a certain point, if like a separate app would almost make more sense for these types of things. I don't think so. I think they have to find a way to bring it all under the YouTube umbrella for better or for worse, because here's the thing. Yeah, but they have YouTube music. They do, but that's not, that's just music. That's just them trying to like use the licensing for music that they already have for YouTube to make a, you know, have an easier approach to like music streaming i think as far as i can tell i don't know why 
Google Play Music is going away and YouTube Music is replacing it because as a branding thing, it ma- it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Also, Google Play Music is like nice and easy to use, and YouTube Music is not. So yeah, there's that good old good old Google just doing Google things. Um, yeah. I mean, here's the thing too: is you and I might be looking at this TikTok clone or the st- or stories and not really able to understand it because we aren't the target audience. But I can tell you that when I'm on top of my YouTube stories, my subscription rate for the channel goes up. Stories are being fed to people who are otherwise not engaged with the content. It's a totally different audience member in a lot of cases. And they can be like a a gateway drug to get people into the full-fledged techie content that we upload, like our longer form stuff. So there does appear to be a value to it. It's just something that I don't really understand that well because I'm not... Uh, I'm not personally a member of that audience. Yeah, makes sense. Um, I think that's pretty much it for the show this week. That's kind of Do it. A couple yeah. super chats, maybe. Uh, okay, Logan Game says, "Hey you." Alrighty then. <laughs> Robert Mail says, "Put this uh, five dollars super chat a couple minutes after we go live." TGI Friday. Did you hear about Zoom security being poor as all heck? Yeah, yeah, we did. That was uh, that was one of our top stories in TechLinked uh, on Wednesday when I filmed it. Shot that in my front yard because I have a new neighbor um, who just like is always blasting music in their backyard. So my backyard just always has music coming over the fence, and it's like it's not like classical music, you know. It's like annoying music and sometimes uh, the lyrics are explicit and it's like, really? Oh. Like get a clue. Like just You're in a family neighborhood, maybe calm down a little bit. Yeah. Like just just get a clue. It's just not necessary. And like it's not if they were just listening to it like just loud enough for them to hear, that would be fine, but I'm not that close. And it's loud. Like if I open my bedroom window, I can listen to their music. Like it's really annoying. Um, I love Twitch chat. You, you're talking about this like loud music, explicit lyrics and stuff. And somebody in chat just in all caps, Venga boys, Venga boys. Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> um, oh man. Twitch chat is just like so, so brutal and like dumb sometimes. Ah. <laughs> uh. It's like this shadow's trying to throw you a bone, but he's kind of right. <laughs> I'm just like, there's, there's one person. I'm not even going to name them. They're like, AKA black rap that is nothing but vulgarity. Let me tell you, I've heard some white rap that is nothing but vulgarity, and I've I've heard some some other colors of rap that are pretty colorful too. I've also <laughs> heard not rap that's quite colorful. That's pretty vulgar. Yeah, let's yeah. let's not pretend that that's what this is about. There's plenty of rock music that like is directly about committing heinous crimes but in an upbeat tone so people don't realize it. Oh yeah. Like that oh man, there there are there's some music that I like listened to as a kid and I'm like, yeah, no wonder my parents didn't want me to listen to this. I didn't understand what it was about. Oh yeah. Um yeah. Metal Gappy says, "Hey, how are you enjoying the DJF PV stuff?" Actually, Colin's been playing around with it. Hit him up on Twitter. I think you can find his Twitter handle in uh the credits of any video that he helped do. So like uh, we've got one coming up. Um, the the uh, the sub one hundred dollar three D printer. Uh, his Twitter should be in there. Uh, Dragon Boy Studios says my first WAN show requires that I donate, or my first live WAN show. All right, thank you, thank you very much. Thanks, Tekken. That is the uh, that is the standard way of things. This is the way. First WAN show, donate. Sherwin says, "What the hell is on your chin?" 
What? It's uh, oh, it's a pop filter. Oh, I think he means yeah. beard, though. I think like he means the beard. beard. Oh, I'm pretty sure that's it's not beard. just his chin, by the way. But you know. All right. Um, thanks, Brendan. Thanks, Arthur Cabs. Uh, what else we got here? All right. Uh, Justin says, are you guys going to send Luke a decent camera and mic for future WAN shows? No, he has a camera. He just needs to find the cable for it. You've lost a lot of yeah. cables lately. You lost all your display well, port moved. cables. Did you find those? All my what? Sorry? Your display port cables that you ordered to the office. No. <laughs> They're just gone? I've looked a number of times. Um, but yeah, I can't find them. Last I heard, I think, weren't cables? No. Yeah, I couldn't really find the cable bins last time I was in there, and all the inventory guys were gone, so I just left. Okay, maybe they can. And then I haven't been in there for a while. Okay, Uh, here T asks a good question. This is a good question. Is it worth getting a Valve Index as a monitor replacement? I've been wanting to do this for ages. That's a good answer. It's a good answer to a good question. We are still a couple of resolution bumps away from that, and then a couple of comfort uh, breakthroughs away from that. yeah. Yeah, it's it's like the 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 dream, the pipe dream at the time, and dream now that that is uh, when when you were looking at like DK one, uh, we're insanely closer to it now than we were. Yeah, but we're still probably almost just as far away. We're still a sense. long way away. Yeah. Um. Jeff Jones says, I know you touched on it last week, but is it wrong for YouTube premium members to fast forward through your sponsor spots? I mean, nothing. I don't know. It's it's all up to you what's wrong or right. I can tell you that we make more on you being a YouTube premium member than pretty much any other way that you can contribute other than uh, subscribing to Floatplane. LTTstore.com. Yeah, and LTTstore.com. If you buy a shirt every month, that would be more than if you're a YouTube premium member. But YouTube premium is definitely better than ad Maximum Floatplane subscription. Yep. Shirt every month. Yeah. Twitch subscriber. Forum contributor. What a shill. We're getting up there. I'm not going to correct you, though. It's not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> we, we can't really ask that of you guys, though. No. <laughs> That's a lot of shirts. All right. Chris says, uh, have a good weekend, boys. I'm going out for a rip. All right. Sounds good. Just maintain your social distancing, all right? Yeah. All right. You're the only one allowed in the, in the, in the ripping device. Yeah, that's right. You got to be six feet apart. Well, that's it for me. What's what's new with you? Hey, you wanted to talk about your um your your streaming setup for the professors last week, and people informed me that I was very rude and cut you off. I actually didn't mean to. I was just I was kind of tuned out because I was trying to fix something to do with the stream, so I wasn't really listening. And it seemed like you were like starting. Apparently, it seemed like you were trying to start a conversation about it, and I just like moved on. So why don't you tell me about what you were doing? Last I did. Uh... <laughs> oh, so were you just done? Like, was that it? <laughs> I was not done, but someone from the IT team of that school showed up in the Twitch chat and probably sent roughly, I'm just going to throw a guess, at like 100 messages uh, that very much felt like a SWAT team trying to knock on my door, trying to get attention. This is this is so-and-so from, from this thing. I work in this department. You need to talk to me. I need to communicate with you now. I can prove identity. We need to solve this. Bruh. And that was like constantly being posted in the Twitch chat. Oh. And then when you raided my girlfriend's stream afterwards, he went to there and kept posting it. <laughs> so I eventually had to be like, hey, man, you should probably deal with this internally and not through Twitch chat. And 
not talk to me because I'm just trying to help them. Uh, so, yeah, there's been some some developments there. It I, I'm not going to go way too far into it because I probably shouldn't, but it blows my mind the lack of rising to the occasion that has happened from certain uh, departments at certain companies or organizations at oh. this time. Okay. That got real awkward real fast. All yeah. right. Speaking of awkward, I have a poll for our viewers uh, that I will be posting. I'm going to hit float plane first. So we'll get their results first. Guys, go ahead and uh, submit your submit your votes. Submit your votes in the poll. Okay. Gonna get these these polls in there. They're like, this poll's gonna be fire, if you know what I'm saying, you know? Know what I'm saying? Fire oh poll. Okay. I gotta know. I just gotta know. Okay. okay. I'm gonna vote for you. Here we go. Here we go. I'm voting for you. I'm voting for you. Okay. All right. Let's have let's have a look at let's have a look at the results here. Actually, do you <laughs> want to pull up the do you want to pull up the results? Sure. So we'll screen share screen share your side. I don't have screen share set, sharing setup. Oh my nice. goodness! People are very passionate about this. The votes are pouring in. They're pouring in, my friends. We've only got like ten thousand people watching. I don't think I've ever seen this high engagement with a poll. <laughs> All right, Luke's so up at thirty nine percent. With I hate it when mummy and daddy make me choose at thirty one percent, followed by Linus. Oh, I, I said I was going to vote for you, and I did. But then after I said that, I read the I hate it when mommy and daddy make me choose, and that's what I would have voted for <laughs> if I read that before I said I was going to vote for you. Wow, we've got over 2,000 votes. Okay, so it's official. I got to get rid of this thing because you rock it. You rock it better. You rock it better. It's, maybe development is not done yet. Maybe you need to keep working. <laughs> you have the time now. Oh, man. Yeah, I suppose. Although I have been appearing on camera throughout the whole thing. So it's not like I just get to transform from like scrubtastic <laughs> yeah. to having one. I was going to leave that part. And out, the best but... part is that the videos are going up completely out of order. So it's just going to make no sense for like weeks. How's, um, how has production been through this whole thing? Oh, it's been... It's been frustrating and tiring. Like I, I have to do most of my own setup. Yvonne's had to like film with me. She did a shockingly good job of the vlog where we set up a hundred Bluetooth speakers in our house though. Like I was watching it back. I was like, yeah, sure. I'd hire her. It's all right. Yeah. 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 yeah I'd hang around with that chick. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, no, it's been, we only got five done this week um, when we were, Definitely aiming for, you know, one per release day, so six. Yeah. Um, I do have something that I, like, could film tonight or on the weekend, but I'm, like, I'm tired because it's just, it's taking a toll on me, doing all the setup, all the teardown, um, all the hosting. Like, the team is doing their best. They're they're supporting me as best they can remotely, but it's tough, right? Uh, I just don't, and sometimes I just don't have all the materials I need. Like I, I needed a secondary camera for the stream earlier today. And I realized that the Blackmagic Cinema camera that I have um, is SDI only. And I don't have an SDI capture card. And then I needed a longer HDMI cable. I had to go tear that oh. out of literally embedded in one of my walls uh, in order to get the camera where I needed it. Just like one thing after another compared to the studio, which just has everything there, like within reach, yeah. you know? 
Yeah. So that's been frustrating. But I also think that it's the most fun I've had in a long time. Because okay. it's kind of like it's, it's kind of different. raw. Yeah. 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 I and can totally see that. Out of necessity, like every video that I work on has to be like just kind of doing something crazy at home. So it's been really enjoyable that way, if nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, as horrible as all this stuff is, and it is horrible, the the opportunities to rise to occasions are very fulfilling when you can do them. Um, and there's so there, if you're in a position where that's a possibility, it's kind of it's nice. I like the ch- I'm enjoying the challenge. Different. Yeah, exactly. And and the audience yeah, is going to understand. I been recording this. Like this it's isn't... it's pretty obvious why what's happening is happening. So you don't get the like what the heck reaction from the audience. You're probably getting more of an appreciation reaction from the audience. People are um, pretty forgiving of the the lapses yeah. in quality so far. Yeah. Yeah. So like it, it it's kind of it's uh it's not that bad. Um, hey, you know what? I think we talked about this on a previous stream, but I don't think we ever actually showed it. Um, so the the Halo remastered whatever thing, Master Chief Collection. <laughs> I have that file here. I have that file. <laughs> okay, guys, check check this out. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna see it on the stream. So it's gonna be a little bit delayed. Yeah, I can't believe you. I haven't been recording okay. this because this, this was ridiculous. the most fun that I had playing a video okay, boost game. Okay, me. <laughs> In probably Wait, years. Grenade, grenade for sure. Me too. Rockets can be so too much. So Luke and I decided to uh, to just kind of bro out one okay. evening. I have no idea how to uh, how to control this media. Uh, okay. Once it's in OBS, I guess I might just have to grab a screen yeah. region. I think it just sort of plays. You could play it in a in yeah. a media player and yeah. then just capture that. I'm gonna do that. Okay, let's do that. So we decided to tackle the yeah, silent. I can't believe I have the, 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 the level where you storm the beach. Silent and cartographer. You have to get yeah. down to the silent cartographer in Halo One. Uh, we weren't streaming or anything. I wish we were streaming because that was hilarious. It was uh, actually amazing. Display capture. Oh, no, <laughs> that no, would have been the capture. best stream I've had in in years, if not ever, and I didn't stream it. <laughs> it would have been my best stream ever for sure all right so here we go here we go let's see if i can find a couple a couple a couple of these classic moments uh so you can't you can't see this very easily eh okay so hold on a second so here's where we're trying to get through this door I'm out of rockets but i have four plasma oh man i gotta i gotta mute that i gotta mute that so basically what we're trying to do oh. is we're trying to get the warthog all the way down to the map room so you can see, we actually, I think this one, we blasted across the chasm with a grenade. Um, Luke, are you looking at this one yet? Is this the yeah, one that we yeah. hit with the rocket launcher or with the grenade? Oh, yeah. So we've got two warthogs here now because our brilliant idea for how to get the first one through was to ram it from behind. So, <laughs> yeah. so what we're trying to do right now is right this one without knocking it down into the chasm here because if we do, it dies. Meanwhile, that one at the front is kind of glitched in the door. <laughs> we like for context i just kind of started doing this pretty early on and we kept on saying like like it's not gonna work we're not gonna be able to get it past this next point and then we just kept being able to do it and we ended up accomplishing the whole freaking level and then back out again 
which was kind of epic. Hold on, where's the part where did we? Where's the part where we managed to get that one through the door? Man, it, this took forever. Like it took forever to get through this door. Really funny. That yeah. section in particular took an extremely long time. I don't even remember how it went through ultimately. I think I got on the other side. We 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 killed the the covenant on the other side, and I got on the other side, and I think. We just shot under it with a rocket and it popped the front end up enough that it was able to get through the door. I think that's what happened. Was that while I was driving it? I think so. I think this might be this might be the moment. Are you sure you, it was yeah, a you rocket? Can see, you can see my marker. I'm not sure it was a rocket. Might have been a grenade as well. So it was a combination of ramming them through using grenades and using the rocket launcher. I, I think you're holding a rocket launcher here. I think this might be it. Oh man, it's like completely glitched out. This is like the dumbest segment of WAN show I think we've ever done. There it is. There it is. Look at this. What even is that? What even yeah! is that? <laughs> so ridiculous. So cool. <laughs> so ridiculous. Anyway, the 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 best moment. The best moment is definitely uh the the drive through drive through order of silent silent cartographer did we did we really drive it all the way out I yes don't, i don't know if we did did we really we did we drove it out or we drove a different one out i don't remember I, we because we had have, three yeah we had three in there that was why we were up exploring on the surface at some point okay is this we're looking we're, for is this where we're fighting our grenade. way out yeah yeah here it is here it is all right so there we are map room Give it a try, guys. Give it a try. It was the most fun that I had gaming for a couple of hours in basically ages. Total blast. I don't know how we got it through this one. Like, that I... is very clearly too small. <laughs> it's trying so hard. <laughs> so dumb. Didn't. Yeah, there you go. There it is. <laughs> so we've got the warthog in the cutscene because I think I spend the next little bit trying to uh, pull Line up, it to up it, like right. the drive-through, yeah. And then Luke gets in the in the hog, I think, and then I try to activate it and then jump into it at the same time because I you end up like partially in it, yeah, something like that. Here, here, the cutscene's about to go. Our goal was to have a warthog in every cutscene, and we we sort of did it. Yeah, cool. One of them, we triggered the cutscene a little bit too early. The Warthog was still there. It just wasn't exactly where we wanted it to be. We were, at the end, we were trying to get uh, the Warthog into the Pelican. But yeah. That was, that, was, that was too hard. We couldn't get the timing right. It, we were, like, trying to drive it towards it and then uh, time it so that a grenade would go off, lifting up the front end enough to drive it in. Um, we also tried just, like, shooting it with a rocket launcher just to kind of blast it in there, and we just we couldn't couldn't get it to go if we had more supplies it might have been easier but we had like i think it was one rocket and like two or three grenades maybe yeah at, at one point save. in time i think we only had one grenade because it kept auto saving as we were using more and more consumables yeah and it, it just got extremely tedious um so so we stopped having yeah. fun which is basically you know the point where it's kind of the point any game you kind of stop playing it yeah so I think you do the cinematic pretty soon here. Yeah. I think we were discussing like how we wanted to do it for a while. Yeah. Oh, hold on. There it is. 
Okay, press E to activate the silent cartographer. Here we go, here we go. So yeah, I think, do I tell you to get out and get in the gun? Oh yeah, there we go, there we go. So I activated it and then got in. So you're like stuck in the war mode <laughs> clipped in it. Okay, hello, yes, I'll, I'll have a Big Mac and fries, please. The camera's Thank just you. like in the car. Yeah. <laughs> so I love dumb. stuff like that. So dumb. All right. Um, Great, great show today. Thank you very much. Uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in. We'll see you again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Bye. Now for the next one, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, one more, one more, all right? We really have to do another one. All right, goodbye. Okay, bye. Bye.